0: Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Sup, 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 dog, sup, aight, no, I'm saying, sup. (laughs) You are leaving me hanging, dog. Yeah, I'm gonna see how long you can go with
1: that. Did I
0: ever tell you? I told you. I don't even know what you're saying. The 45 year old man that came in the office and I was seeing his son. I'd never met him before. So he came in and I said, Hey, how you doing? And he's, and he sat down and he went, sup dog. I, went, I, I think he just called me dog. <laughs> and, and then for like over the next 40 minutes, he called me dog about a dozen times. And he was the single whitest human being on the planet. So, I say all that to say, sup, dog.
1: Well, so he said, sup, dog, to an audience of one. You're saying it to an audience of 2,000. Oh, yeah. Who's worse? Oh, him. Nah.
0: But see, I got ghetto cred. That's what he lacked. He didn't have that.
1: But similar to if you have a business card, you're not an iconoclast, like Erwin (laughs) McManus told us, as soon as you say ghetto cred, you don't have ghetto cred. Sup, dog. My name is Josh, and this is Paradox.
0: Yes, Unless you're offended by what I just did, then I'm Josh, and he's Jimmy. Welcome to Paradox. Today we're going to be talking about gender neutrality, because I think it's very important for us as a society to see that men and women are completely the same in every way
1: possible. And we need to birth babies, (laughs) not babies. Babies, I saw that. That's a shame.
0: It's just we got loonies running the loony bin. We're talking today not about gender neutrality, but about gender differences—the science, the facts, not the really, reality—not really
1: science of
0: gender differences.
1: It's more or less just professional observations over the past ten years. Pink and, and blue,
0: Josh. Pink things, and
1: blue. Things that we like to tell to our skirts marriage. and
0: pants, Josh. Skirts and pants.
1: Things that we like to tell to our marriages. When we have couples walk in, one of the first things I do is do a bit of education. Manny
0: petties and oh my gosh. Manny pet okay, I like manny petties, so I'll take that one back.
1: It says a lot about you. When we sit down and do really hard marriage work in counseling, one of the first things it's really good to do is educate people on gender differences because some, if not a lot, of the frustrations lie in just differences. It's amazing when they hear certain things that we'll talk about today, kind of light bulbs go off and go, oh. Yeah, that's when you'll just, clarify, that, that's you'll just clarify and you'll just go,
0: well, you know, a lot of guys are that way. Yeah. So it's not just that you married a, a moron, someone who is mentally defective. No, That's all men. Yeah. But when you say, but, you know, hey, before you get all upset, you know, that's just, she's just being a female. That's what you get. That's why you you don't marry a dude. You, you married a female because that's what females do. Some dudes do marry dudes. But then they wouldn't be a female, which, which is my point. So, yes, it is. Educating them on just there are basic gender differences. Sometimes can be uh, uh, enlightening and you kind of take
1: the pressure off. Yes, and they need to be celebrated. And They're frustrating, obviously, but they need to be celebrated and they need to be complimentary.
0: Viva la différence. You're
1: all over the place today.
0: I'm talking French.
1: So Like a Pepe few...
0: Le piu. I'm sorry. We, I'm... we
1: talked about me taking the lead because Jimbo normally takes the lead and I just play off of him. Yeah, this
0: is me playing off of Josh.
1: Yeah, This is Jimbo <laughs> playing off of Let's me. Let's
0: not do this again. Just
1: always interrupting me. <laughs> Anywho, there was a few weeks back that I am a little bit cleanly. I'm a little bit- Cleanly. Cleanly.
0: I'm a little bit rock and roll. Go ahead.
1: I like to shower before bed. The thought of getting into bed for, with a day when you're just wearing your day on your skin is nasty to me.
0: Mm-hmm. So Said Mr. OCD.
1: Mr. Cleanly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I shower before bed. And it's just part of my nightly routine. A few weeks back, I entered the shower Got all clean, dried off, put my gym shorts on, and hopped into bed to talk to Katie. And after a three to four minute conversation, I promptly got out of bed and started to approach the shower to take a shower.
0: Early onset dementia.
1: And as I approached the shower, I thought, huh, I'm getting a strong sense of deja vu here. (laughs) Seems as though I've been here. (laughs) So I turned to Katie. I was like, have I showered yet? And she said, "Uh uh-huh. That's not a gender difference, Josh. So, hold on, hold on, let me explain. So, obviously, that could be explained or chalked up to insanity, but there was a lot going on at work that particular day, and my mind was just elsewhere. And I have, and other, all other guys do, have a very difficult time thinking about multiple things at once. So, I was on autopilot as I was compartmentalizing work, and I was thinking about work while taking a shower. So, I couldn't no more remember I took a shower because I was so focused on work. And I know you females out there think that's crazy, but your husband struggles with similar things. They say men have waffle brains, women have spaghetti, women can hold 30 different things in their brain at once. And I, for the life of me, cannot.
0: That's why I love Egrich and love and respect. Who? Was he last week?
1: He was on last week. Yeah, but this isn't Oh, gonna yeah, drop it's not right. going to
0: come. But it was great talking to him. Because we've always heard that guys have waffle brains, compartmentalized, and women have spaghetti brains. So all mixed up together. But I love, and I've i have now adopted egg riches, that that guys have the, the new Christmas lights that we have now. You can knock out one little bulb, but the whole strand keeps on being lit. Because we're simpleton. Yeah. And then women, their brains are sort of like the old-timey Christmas lights. One teeny tiny little bulb goes out. And the whole strand goes black.
1: So it's really important to understand these differences. I know it's frustrating, but in our frustration, if we're able to understand the differences of the gender within marriage, it leads to then empathy, and then empathy will lead to more love and respect. If we don't have the empathy we can have frustration that leads to bitterness and resentment and then distance in marriage. And ultimately, that's the problem. So if we don't understand the differences and we're not able to empathize with our spouse and celebrate the difference, it leads to frustration, it leads to not listening, it leads to stonewalling, it leads to contempt, and it leads to distance.
0: And what we want to do, men, women alike, we sort of demand that our spouse be like us, handle emotions like us, handle trauma crisis like us. And when they don't handle it like us, then we just claim that they're handling it wrong. And by the way, guys are just as guilty as 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 women are of this and real quickly. Cuz people may be going, "Well, good lord, they're just stereotyping." Well, stereotypes get to be stereotypes because they tend to be true. Obviously, there are exceptions to this rule. Obviously, there are men that can multitask like nobody's business, and we're talking more generalities between the sexes. And things that, again, as you pointed out when we first got started, these things are true via our observations over years of the therapy room.
1: So the the solution is learn the differences and then apply the differences and empathize with your spouse. It's not going to automatically remove the frustration that your husband cannot pay attention to you and do something at the same time, but at least understanding the differences, trying to curb the frustration and empathize, you can at least go, hey, babe, I need your eyes up here.
0: So when I'm watching the Cowboys and Beth asks me something, w- would you like to adopt or some other trivial thing, and, and I don't hear her, It's because I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm a very focused man. I'm focused on the boys or the horns. But women, take your mother, the bachelorette comes on, you can't get her attention. So it's not across the board.
1: Jimbo, did you hear that someone is actually paying us to do an ad?
0: Wait a second. Somebody is
1: paying us? Say Who are these people? It is actually our old alma mater, Howard Payne University. HPU. HPU. Steam jackets win. You know A it. fine education bathed in, in a, Christian oh. a Christian yeah, atmosphere.
0: A Christian atmosphere is what atmosphere. bathed in. Yeah,
1: but it's this time, it's Howard Payne with a twist because they actually have expanded to New Braunfels. Oh, that's right. They opened a new campus in New Braunfels in 2012. And they have three different degree options. One option is an associate's degree in Christian studies, which is designed for bivocational ministers and busy schedules. Just a short drive south of Austin,
0: just a short drive north of San Antonio. They're also offering four bachelor's degrees, one in business, one in Christian studies, one in criminal justice, and one in general studies. And there are whispers. Whisper this. That's why I'm whispering.
1: There are whispers that there are new degrees coming. In 2019. And one last thing not to forget, there are two master's programs. Mm-hmm. One in business administration. MBA. And one in criminal justice. MCJ. I am pumped we get to spread the news about a Christ-centered higher education in Central Texas, which is provided by Howard Payne University, New Braunfels. For more information about HPU New Braunfels, go to hputx.edu backslash New Bromwells. You can also find them on Instagram and Twitter at HPUNB. And Facebook is HPU TX New Braunfels. Sting them jackets win. Get your stinger up, Josh. It always stays up. So empathizing with the difference, you then play to the difference. Like the example I just gave. So if your husband's working on a project and you try to ask him to do something, he might say, "Uh uh-huh. But if he never looks up from the project, he ain't listening. And so you actually empathize and then ask him another question like, can you please look up, make eye contact so I make sure that you're – so you just understand the differences. And part of the empathy is trying to then help your spouse out by asking him to Don't look be eye contact. Don't be
0: angry about the difference. No. Just understand there's a difference.
1: So one of the first differences that I like to educate my spouses on is the emotional difference. And when most people hear that, they assume women are emotional and men are not. And it's not that simple. In fact, that's dead wrong. Men are just as emotional as women, but women are more highly trained emotional creatures. So it's not like women are emotional and men lack that part of themselves. It's that both are emotional creatures but women are kind of in high school, and men are still kindergartners. And so all it really takes is for men to sit down and learn the process of emotion. I tell men all the time that there's a whole host of negative emotions. There's sadness, and there's hurt, and there's disappointment. But most men, all negative emotions are funneled through anger. And they only have one emotion on the negative end of the spectrum, and that's wrong. So men need to be trained to feel those other things. And women don't just need to you know roll their eyes and mark it up to my my husband's an idiot. no, he just needs to learn how to be an emotional creature. I believe very strongly that it's it's not just this hugely ironic thing that God can laugh at. So that entering two different sexes in marriages, it's not just this experiment that God likes to sit back and laugh, that he did that on purpose. Women grow up in gaggles, learning to give and receive emotions, and men grow up throwing a ball and hitting each other. And then right at 18, 20, now in our culture, 27, God says, all right, guys, get married. And that's on purpose because he believes that ultimately there's a coming together, emotionally speaking, that men need to learn from their wives to be more emotional. And women, you need to learn from your husbands to be less controlled by your emotions.
0: When we get angry or frustrated by our spouse's over-emotionality, lack of rationality, or our, you know, our spouses just, you know, being emotional, dumb people that they don't, you know, they, they're just cadavers when it comes to emotions. Keep in mind, if you're a husband, you married a girl for a reason. Ladies, you married a guy for a reason. We are attracted to those traits. There are aspects of the opposite gender that sometimes frustrate us, but for the most part, overall... We love being married to a female and they love being married to a guy. So we have to take the good with the bad and not just simply harp on the differences all the time
1: understanding that your husband is an emotional creature men understanding that you are an emotional creature but you just need more training that women actually when your husband says hey maybe don't get so worked up about this don't just go screw you you just don't get it man actually listen and take time to okay possibly i do need to move a little bit more to the middle and process this more cognitively than emotionally and so use each other come to the middle, and that's I guess that's the first biggest emotional thing or gender difference within marriage to understand. And I think
0: there's a stereotype here that when there is an, an emotional disconnect or an emotional disagreement, it's always the guy that's wrong. And it's not necessarily. No. You know, sometimes ladies need to use a little more logic, a little more rationality, and not just be completely driven by emotion. Now,
1: he's, in all arguments, he's wrong at some levels, but the girl is as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that point. So our culture is, all right, women are better at marriage, so just listen to her, and it's the sitcoms, and it's the guy that's dumb. No, 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 no. Women, you also are wrong in this. And so listening to him is an important piece. That's a great point. You're both emotional creatures. Guys just need more training. That's an important gender difference to understand. The second, women's greatest fear and the one question in their heart that they're trying to answer is, am I lovable? So their greatest fear is that they're unlovable. Subsequently, It's not a very difficult thing for them to feel unloved. Many women say, do you love me? Or, you know, I don't feel connected, so I don't feel like a priority. And the man sitting over there saying, why, I married you, didn't I? Of course I love you. Of course you're my, I go to work every day for you. Of course you're my top priority. But men have to understand that their greatest fear is that they're unlovable. Subsequently, they feel unloved and unlovable very, very easily. So it's not enough that you just married them, so of course you love them. No, you need to remind them daily, sometimes hourly, or minute by minute, because it's so extremely easy for them to feel unlovable. Number three, just so so women, it's very easily for them to feel unloved. It's very easy for guys to feel criticized and inadequate. So their greatest question that they're trying to answer in their heart is, do I do good work? Am I adequate? So it's very easy for men to feel inadequate. Women, you guys might just simply observe for them something with parenting. Hey, I'd love it if you didn't use that tone with our daughter or whatever the case may be. And that simple observation for your husband, they might receive it as very critical and get very hurt because what they're hearing when you say that observation is you're not a good parent. You're not doing good work here. And that's critical for women to understand so that they can change up the verbiage a bit. You know, you knowing that, women, you can approach your husband and say, babe, I know you love our children immensely. You are a fantastic dad. That said, I'd love it if maybe you used a different tone. Men will receive that so differently.
0: Which is why most men, if you talk about the five love languages, Chapman, most men are words of affirmation. Most women are acts of service. And when we talk about these gender differences in this way, I'm reminded of Chapman, where it's this idea that my job, you know, is not to love my wife. My job is to make sure she feels loved by me. So I've got to understand where she's coming from and that she may need this encouragement and me serving her on a regular basis. So she doesn't feel unloved, and 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 women have to go say, so, you know, I it's not enough to, you know, of course, I respect my husband. Well, am I making sure that he feels respected by me? Does he know that I love him? Does he feel loved by me? And therefore, that I'm, you know, they're they're not critical words because if a guy's love language, for example, is words of affirmation, then criticism is the antithesis of that. He's much more vulnerable than. To to criticism in the same way
1: and interpret a non criticism as criticism. So those are, I mean, the list is probably a hundred, you know, items long. But those are three huge differences. Don't just chalk up your husband hairy
0: chests. mm, Don't just chalk didn't talk about that one.
1: Up your husband to not being emotional. They just need more training. Your wives feel unloved very easily, and you husbands for you wives, the, your husbands feel inadequate very easily. So understanding the differences will hopefully allow you to empathize and then change up your verbiage and how you approach those situations.
0: Because sometimes, you know, people will make fun of men and say, oh, you're such a pathetic sex. You know, you just you're so fragile. Your egos are so fragile. And, yeah, yeah, that's true. But on the other hand, women have to be told that they're loved 400 times a day. So who's, fra- I mean, we're both fragile, both sexes, both genders are fragile, but we're fragile in differing ways.
1: Well, in that fragility, ultimately the other side of it is a real strength. Mm-hmm. The fact that they need to be told that they're, they're loved often, well, that's a really good thing that we can then highlight love within our marriage, the fact that we uh, feel inadequate really easily and we need our our, our wives to kind of soft sell or soft play their observations, well, that's really, really good within marriage. Those are to helpful learn traits. It, so yeah, the fragility, I think, is a really good thing within our marriage. So if this episode's hit home for you, then you can find more information about it as well as previous episodes at paradoxpodcast.com.
0: Okay, Josh. Did you light Josh, me in the driver's seat today? Josh. I'm ready let's start that episode on gender differences let's go let's do it wait a second did we just did we just do an episode on that I see what you did there Mm -hmm. that's called comedy that's not that called comedy
1: I'm watching comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld Seinfeld would totally say that wasn't funny ParadoxPodcast.com. You can also find information about future episodes there as well. You can find us on our socials there. We appreciate you guys for listening. We would love for you to share the show, review it, and keep listening. Take care. Thank you, guys.
0: Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to TherapyWithBilly.com. For more information about our Paradox Evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to JulieLylesCarr.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox.
1: I was kind of going through the scriptures, like who in the scripture has really messed up their life? (laughs) I need that person. I need to identify with someone. And I, you know, went to Mary because everyone knows who Mary is in the scripture. And I'm quickly um quickly decided she was not someone that I could truly <laughs>
0: identify with